Glory to Jesus Christ. We are celebrating one of the greatest and biggest feasts of the church year, the Pentecost Sunday. And I know and it's my experience that we really people love this feast because we have in our hearts this desire for this Holy Spirit. We carry this desire to be filled with this power from above, which we call Holy Spirit. And we know that this presence of Holy Spirit makes us holy, makes us perfect, makes us able to see beyond the horizon of this world. And even we didn't taste yet many of these gifts of Holy Spirit in our heart is desire to have these gifts. Even we cannot articulate it correctly. And this is why many times we are searching for ways how to receive this fullness of Holy Spirit. What to do to, to gain this gift from above. Many years ago in my, I think, was second parish, there were a group of people, they told me, well, we are, not, we are not going to be here on Pentecost Sunday because we are going to city, one city, relatively close by, because there will be this big, some kind of gathering. It was something like charismatic, like activity, and it is something that there will be healing service, there, there will be asking, there will be asking, uh, may Holy Spirit fills hearts of people, and many times people receive gifts of Holy Spirit, so we are going there. It was a small group of people, I said, go. And they returned back, and majority of them was on fire. It was great. I could feel Holy Spirit, and it was so powerful. And I said, well, good, good. You know what? It took one week. After that one week, this zeal, this fire was almost gone. And there were disappointed why it is that it didn't last for a long time. I said, well, for sure, those prayers, teaching, an atmosphere touches human heart and, well, you got probably taste of this new zeal in your soul. But the problem with this gathering is that they start something and they leave people there. Then don't lead them to make different next steps which are necessary to come to the state when we are able to receive a really fullness of Holy Spirit. And, but it fits to this modern time because we want things immediately, instantly, now, in the moment when we recognize this desire in our soul. I want it and I want it immediately. But well, in spiritual life, it doesn't work this way. For sure, 
if we have this desire and we start, God gives us the beginning this kind of fire and zeal to heart as an encouragement to start this journey through which we purify our heart and mind in that way that it is we are ready to receive fullness of Holy Spirit. If we look at the apostles who received his Holy Spirit on the day of Pentecost, we have to realize that it was not experience which came suddenly. We have to realize that this experience started many years before because they were somehow raised in some kind of understanding of God, existence of God. But then in one point of their life, they heard Christ to tell them, come follow me, come follow me. And these men, as we know, they really left everything, their jobs, their families, their way of life, style of life. They really abandoned everything what was some kind of structure of their life. And they started to follow this strange guy. They saw a lot of miracles. They were sitting at Christ's feet, listening to his teaching. Many times they failed because they were not able to understand him. Many times they realized that, well, their way of thinking is not correct. Remember that Christ said to Peter once, go away, Satan. Just because Peter didn't understand things. Even we have this moment when Christ almost upset with his apostles. And he says, how long I have to be with you, to, you know, to send you, you know, because they were not understanding things, he was saying. And they, then they came with Christ to, to this way of cross, to this, his passions. It was so much for a majority of them, they left him. Only one stayed on the cross. But they experienced resurrection. They experienced this, that well, who Christ is, really. And then they received the gift of the Holy Spirit. Can you see that? How God was preparing those men for receiving of this gift during a long time. How he was forming their hearts and minds remove, and, by, and removing everything that doesn't belong there. Everything from the world. All these attachments. And made them ready and able to receive Holy Spirit. And in this way, 
we should expect the same gift for us. One thing is desire, is desire and it is good. But we should not be deceived, uh, deceived by, by thought that it comes when I get this idea. It is a process. Process of purification. When we are made worthy jars for this grace, for this gift. And if we study these works, the teachings of these holy teachers of spiritual life, we find in their works confirmation that how it goes. Spiritual life has own order. You cannot expect these biggest gifts if you didn't manage to to get under control basic this bodily passions. You cannot have this gift given to the heart which is still slave of sin or bad habits, sinful habits. You cannot expect to have this gift if your mind is still ruled by thoughts and, and then after that action which are against gospel. It's impossible. We have to start this journey to purification and then we will be able to receive that. It's difficult to sometimes to grasp this because, yes, it is in our nature that we want immediately good things. And sometimes in modern time, we even think that we have right to this, that we have right for this gift without doing anything in our part. But it doesn't work this way. We have to rethink, restructure our way of thinking. Summer before I went to seminary, the first year, my father, he took me and we went to visit one priest who was at the time old, sick. And well, I, at the time I didn't know a lot of about him. And it was quite difficult to get to him because uh, communists, they treated him as an enemy of the state. There was always somebody from a secret police guarding the house and, and really watching who is entering in. So it was some kind of like conspiracy needed to get there in correct time and without noticing. He lived in a house, one family was taking care of him, he is on his room. I don't remember a lot from that meeting. I just know that when I enter in, I knew 
that I am meeting holy person. That I am meeting a saint. Don't ask me why, what was the signs of that. I don't know, but I felt this. And everything, how he talked, how he was looking at us, these radiant eyes and this peace in his face, despite pain he experienced because of his sickness. And all these words he said, it was everything somehow very powerful for me. This is impression we stayed with me. Now, in these days, and well, only days, years, there's a process uh, through which is preparing his beatification. And I hope that very soon he will be elevated on the altar. There was a reason for me to be there. But I think my father, he did it from one reason. He wanted me to have this experience of this meeting of this holy person. And he wanted me to know that this is a result not of some kind of wish, but really hard spiritual work during whole life of that priest. Because he, when he was really almost teenager, still young, <coughs> he started to attend at 11 years old, like school, which was led by fathers, redemptorists. Then he became monk, a priest. He really, heard God's calling and he followed this calling. And not only that, he was trying to love Christ so much that, that really he was trying to keep commandments and because of that, a lot of people were touched by his words, by his acting, by his preaching in different ways. This is why communists, when communists came, so they saw in him threat. And they put them to prison when he suffered a lot of. It was his cross. And then when he got out from prison, he, they didn't allow him to serve publicly. He was watched on each step and he had to pay attention not to give them one reason which they would be able to use against him. His life was life of cross and a lot of suffering. A lot of things were, they were taken from him, even this his love for liturgy which he couldn't serve publicly. But despite of that, 
a very huge crowd of young men were formed through him and they entered to monastic life in secrecy underground many priests were afflicted by him and you can still feel this his influence in the life of many he was filled with holy spirit but it happened because he started to follow Christ with whole heart. He nonstop was fighting with his passions. He carried his cross as a hero without complaining. And all those things, day by day by day, formed his life and his soul in this way that he became very good jar to which God put his gift his own Holy Spirit today when we celebrate this feast and probably we pray and we ask Holy Spirit to enter to our life let's know that God wants us to give us this gift he wants us to be like that priest was and many other all saints this is God's wish this gift is prepared for us but we have to do our part. This part which church teaches us, gospel teaches us, church teaches us, what we see in the life of saints. Let's start this journey in spiritual life by saying yes to God's calling with whole heart, with all consequences, when we made salvation of our soul as a priority of our life. Let's start to be the heroes who fight. We don't stand in own heart any movement of passion or bad thought or activity. Let's fight with that. We will not remove that immediately, but maybe in years. But if we don't try, we are not fighting, we will not remove any, any time. And slowly, God will start to fill our heart with this precious gift. Those 12 apostles, they changed the whole world. How many times the world will be changed if we all make decisions? to start this journey towards this fullness of the gift of the Holy Spirit. So let's not expect sudden, immediate change. Let's not expect that, well, in some kind of miracle, 
God will transform us without our effort. I try to walk on this path to salvation and on this path there is awaiting this gift of Holy Spirit. Let's have courage to start this journey. Amen.